It's the best rivalry trophy in football. Floyd Rosedale on the line tomorrow. Iowa, Minnesota. We break down the game and take a look at the big matchups that will decide it. The Cyhawk rivalry has been renewed and extended through 2027. We'll talk about the impact to the University of Iowa in the football program. And the Iowa women's basketball team, they take their first loss of the season to Kansas State and get a bad whistle down the stretch. But the bigger concern is the injury to Caitlin Clark. All coming up today on Locked On Hawkeyes. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. I'm Trent Condon. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Available wherever you get podcasts. You can find us as well on YouTube. Just search Lockdown Hawkeyes while you're there. Hit the subscribe button. It helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with promo code LOCKDOWN and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as we are now day away from the matchup with Minnesota. Iowa as of late has dominated this rivalry seven consecutive wins in the series five straight against Phil Fleck all the good feelings that go along with it. Certainly a good time to be a Hawkeye fan. I know there's a lot of alumni a lot of fans up there in Minneapolis oh boy it's been fun to be able to beat your chest here throughout the years but Time to break down this matchup. And as we were talking yesterday with LaShawn and looking at this game, that feeling of there's not a ton to break down, right? I mean, this game is pretty simple. Both teams have limitations offensively in the passing game. Both teams have shown an ability to run the game more consistent from the Minnesota side with Mo Ibrahim and what he has done again this season coming back from injury. That's what they want to do. Iowa wants to run the football. Defensively, both these teams are excellent. Right now, Minnesota is ranked as the number eight defense in all of college football. And, of course, we know the numbers for the Iowa Hawkeyes and how good it's been. So, you know, we go back and forth here, and it breaks down very simply. But we want to break things down and kind of take a deeper look. And it starts for the Gophers at the quarterback position. I mean, a huge part of this breakdown is going to be what we find out today or tomorrow about the availability of Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan dealing with concussion, uh, coming back from that against the Iowa defense. That's something that you probably wouldn't want to put a guy out there. It's going to be bitterly cold. If Tanner Morgan isn't able to go, it comes to a true freshman, and Kalik Manis. And Kalik Manis has struggled this year. He's completing under 50% of his passes, one touchdown against three interceptions. This is a young man just not ready to play at a high level in the Big Ten. And you know that Iowa defense is salivating at the thought that it's going to be a guy like that. Also, the weather conditions here. And this goes down to our path of what we've talked about and what we've certainly looked at in the breakdown of this game. 32, 32 and a half is the posted over-under betting spread for this one. I jumped aboard right away. I had this thing in my numbers at 29 and a half. Uh, That's how low the numbers are for me. So this was an automatic play, even at that low, low number of 32, 32 and a half that came out initially. So that's where I am. I bet that game. In fact, it was one of my first bets of the week uh, going all the way back to Sunday when Circa releases the lines uh, for the first time. So I jumped aboard right away with that, got on it, and I will maintain that one. Also looking at some team totals that are out there. Uh, you can see a few 16, 16 and a half for Minnesota. Definitely looking to play the under there. I think it's very simple on both sides. 
you get a defensive score, you get special teams. Now, if we see Cooper DeGene making plays again, big advantage in this game. And of course, if you get a defensive score, just how completely that is going to flip this football game. So that's the quarterback position, a, a pretty simple one. I also mentioned what we're going to get weather-wise, and that's a big piece of this as well. So looks like game time temperature tomorrow in Minneapolis, 16 degrees. That's right, 16 degrees at kickoff tomorrow. Uh, looking at through things, no precipitation, a little bit of cloud cover, but it's also going to be windy, and that's something to keep an eye on. People talk about snow games. Unfortunately, we didn't get the snow game this weekend in the NFL with the Buffalo game as it was moved to Detroit because it's just a great scene. We saw it in action earlier this week. You love to see the snow games, but we get excited about those. Rain can impact games, but the biggest deterrent, and certainly as it contains, pertains to the total in a football game, is wind. It completely can negate the passing game, depending on where the wind's coming from, if it's a north-south or east-west, what that does to the passing game. We're talking about two quarterbacks here that are showing a propensity to turn the football over. This very well could turn into just to grind it out, old, old school, three yards in a cloud of dust kind of football game. And does that play into what I was looking to do? I think that's the case. The real field tomorrow at kickoff, three o'clock tomorrow in Minneapolis is minus one. That's the wind chill factor. 17 mile an hour winds with gusts up to 30 miles an hour. Is going to be a big one in the kicking game and the punting game and special teams are going to be a big part of it. But let's also uh, look a little bit deeper here and get into what we're going to see offensively. Mention Mo Ibrahim. He is the difference for this football team. Without him, they're very average. With him, they can move the football. So up front, what do they got? Their best player on the offensive line is their center. In fact, their interior overall is really good, but it starts with their center in John Michael Schmitz. This guy is grading out at an incredibly high level at Pro Football Focus. He is a 92.1, one of the top players in all of college football, regardless of position from their grading scale, that shows you a lot. Uh, their tight end, also very good this year. He rates over a 90. That's a guy to keep an eye on in a game like this where passing is going to be difficult. It's going to be up to Seth Benson, Jack Campbell, those guys, even the Sebastian Castro, they're going to have to play well against their tight end, Brevin Span Ford, who is their playmaker. With Chris Ottman-Bell out at wide receiver, it's really changed the complexion of this football team for the Gophers. So uh, something to look at there. Defensive backfield, that is the strength of the Gophers. Their defensive backs are the top uh, position group, if you will, defensively for them. They're decent up front. Uh, linebackers are probably the weak spot, I would say, of this group. Front seven, Iowa, this is not going to be a game where you're going to run, I don't think, for 200 with Caleb Johnson like you did against Purdue. But there's an ability here to move the football. I do wonder. Because we have seen a misdirection at times, the jet sweep motion that you have, getting Arlen Bruce back this week, who is your most skilled guy in that jet sweep, getting him back out there. If that's going to open up a little bit more of what they can do offensively. And of course, if you get a turnover like you did last week, converting it into a touchdown as opposed to a field goal, that's going to be tough because the kicking game is also going to be tough. So you put it all together. I picked Minnesota. I, I just, I had this feeling that this game really breaks down like this. And the way the season has gone, long winning streak against Iowa State, that comes to an end. The losing streaks that they had to Purdue, Wisconsin, the struggles they had, even the home losing streak to Northwestern, kind of everything flip-flopping, if you will, this year. And Minnesota's just due. You know, Iowa, yeah, they had the seven straight wins, but five of those seven wins came by a single score. Is that kind of, quote-unquote, 
close game luck going to continue? It's hard to envision that for me. So I'm on the gopher side here as it pertains to betting. You know I'm rooting for the Hawkeyes, though, and I love this game. I love this rivalry. I love this trophy. This is the biggest rivalry game for me, and I'm looking forward to that one coming up on Saturday. Well, speaking of rivalries, a rivalry has been renewed. The contract has been extended with Iowa Iowa State. With the evolving and changing Big Ten with the additions starting in two years with USC and UCLA, what does this mean? What do we read into that? We'll talk about that, break it down as we continue here. This is Locked On Hawkeyes. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Big thank you to Underdog Fantasy being with you. The easiest place to spice up college football and the season. It's easy to play. You can watch your favorite team, of course, the Hawkeyes, or you can do it with any of the big games this weekend. Mentioned USC and UCLA a little bit earlier. Now you can look at that one. Make it a little juicier with Underdog Fantasy. You can create account, different kind of pick em choices for the games this week, looking at all the big matchups, all the big games. You want to take under maybe on both quarterbacks this weekend at Iowa, Minnesota. Take the over on Caleb Johnson. Take the over on Ibrahim. You can put it together. Pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they'll finish just higher or lower in the predicted yardage totals that are there. Sign up with promo code Locked On and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's all one word, Locked On at Underdog Fantasy. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or easier, find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On, all one word. Get in on college football pick'em action today. Trent Connor back with you on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for, again, making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Glad to have you aboard with us here today as we break down Iowa, Minnesota. Now let's turn our attention to the news story of the day, and that is the return of the Cyhawk game. Not even the return, the extension of Iowa, Iowa State through 2024, something that honestly came as a little bit of a surprise to me. I, I did wonder if there was an ability for Iowa to move away from this series. And I know there's a lot of people that you know, look at this rivalry game and don't like it, don't think there's a whole lot to be gained. Now, it depends on what part of the state you're in. I mean, that's a huge component to this game. And I have this argument with my radio partner, Ken Miller, all the time on our show on KXNO from 11 to 1 daily. You know, he has only lived in central Iowa as it pertains to the state. I've lived everywhere. I grew up in Osage, as I've told you guys before. I lived in eastern Iowa, both in Iowa City, going to school there, and you and I in Cedar Falls, and then made my move here and live in West Des Moines, as I have now for the last 15 years. So I've been all over the state, and it depends on what part. My wife's from Sioux City, and she knows, for her, the biggest rivalry game is obviously the Nebraska game. I've told you my thoughts on the Minnesota game. You know, Growing up in the 80s, Iowa, Iowa State, certainly football-wise, that wasn't a rivalry. I mean, that was a tomato can that you beat up every single year, and you put the whooping on them. It was no big deal, and you're making fun of Jim Walton. It was great, right? It was a great time to be a Hawkeye fan as the domination was happening in that series. So as Iowa has moved and the Big Ten has moved to nine conference games, it is locked in as Iowa maintains they need seven home games every single year for budget or businesses, all the different things that go into it, they maintain that they need to have seven games at Kinnick Stadium every single year. That means that the year that Iowa had five home games in the nine-game conference schedule, that they will play Iowa State on the road, and then vice versa. Now, back when they only played eight conference games, it had the ability to go out there and schedule Pitt, 
Arizona, Arizona State, all those different things. Well, of course, that has changed now with the nine-game conference schedule. And because of that, you're locked in. You're going to play to an FCS team, a team from the MAC, Mountain West, whatever it is. You're going to play those two non-conference games at home. And then your home and home on a year-to-year basis is Iowa State. Now, Iowa, a couple of years back, had an opportunity to play Notre Dame in Soldier Field. There was conversation between the two athletic departments. It looked like it was coming. But Iowa, to maintain their seven home games, they asked Iowa State to take a one-year hiatus or maybe a two-year hiatus from the series in order to make that happen, to maintain what they want with the seven home games, but also have an ability to play a name opponent in Soldier Field. Not playing Northern Illinois as they have a couple of times, playing a big time. I mean, that would have been a huge matchup. And Iowa State said no. And I wondered if that ruffled the feathers enough of Gary Barta that he said, you know what, the heck with it, either walking away. I have long maintained that this series needs a hiatus, needs a two-year break in there for Iowa to go out and schedule a non-conference opponent. Has that changed with the additions of USC and UCLA? It has for me a little bit. The ability to go to those games, the ability for fans to travel out to LA, to go to the Rose Bowl, to go to the Coliseum, play a big-name opponent. I mean, that is replacing, if you will, the old-school non-conference game. So you have that component to it. And maybe that changed my equation just a little bit. But if I was going to do this, and, and the series is extended through 2027, look, if, if the Big Ten goes to 10 conference games, I don't think that's going to happen initially, but there is talk about that down the line. Then I think you'll see this series go away. But I would love to see, and if Iowa does this, goes out and schedules a non-conference home and home with another Power 5 brand. Look, it can't be another series against Syracuse or Pittsburgh, or even in Arizona and Arizona State. Those are the series that we've seen recently. Going back to Hayden, they had home and homes with Oregon and Colorado and Miami. It has to be a brand like Miami. And that Miami, today's Miami, it has to be a big-time name opponent. You can't go out there and discontinue the Iowa State game, even for a two-year hiatus, to bring in Pittsburgh. That doesn't work. It has to be a big name. And it can't be even Mississippi State. It can't be South Carolina. I mean, you got to take a step forward here. Is Iowa willing to do that? I don't think that they are. But if you're going to do it, that's what I want to see. Not another ho-hum game, NC State. I mean, come on. Would it be fun to go to Raleigh? Sure. But let's be honest here. It has to be a big-time name opponent. You look at and the jealousy that maybe came in from many Hawkeye fans, myself included, when Wisconsin got the series with LSU and the game that was played up in Lambeau. You know, a program like that. Are you going to win? Probably not. Are you going to lose? It's a possibility. But if you're going to do it, go all in. Not just scheduling somebody for the sake of scheduling. Make it a big name. Make it a brand. And remember, it takes two to tango. You also have to have that team willing to side a home and home with you and be willing in one of those two years to come up to Kinnick Stadium, which is going to be difficult, I think, to pull off. So long, convoluted way of saying I'm okay with it right now. I have maintained. I would like to see at least a break in this series. But if I was going to do that, make sure you go out, make it impactful, make it big, help the brand out, recruiting-wise, whatever it may be. A home-and-home with Florida, Florida State, all right, I'm in. A home-and-home with Mississippi State or NC State, not so much. That's where we are. The contract through 2027, that is where we are right now. We wrap things up with a little basketball talk. Iowa men got the win earlier this week against Seton Hall. The Iowa women, ranked number four in the country, they take their first loss to the season, but the concern remains what happened to Caitlin Clark late in the game, an ankle injury. We talk about that, a little hoops to wrap up. It's a Friday edition of Lockdown Hawkeyes.
If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked On Hawkeyes listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. It's their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. I have Simply Safe in my home. I have had somebody that tried to get into our house a few years back. We had the security system, have it on the front step. You can also have those delivery people or, you know, well, you got a lot of them coming around with uh, the holidays around the corner. And if your wife's like, bye, that means a whole lot of people coming to your doorstep. Well, you can see who's out there. Don't have to answer the door if you don't want to. Simply Safe professional monitoring. It is exactly what you want. 24-7 monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so you can get priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. With the top-rated Simply Safe staff, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm. Unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. It's their biggest discount of the year. You don't want to wait. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Trent kind of back with you on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Again, thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. So basketball. Iowa has one more non-conference game coming up this week as they will take on on Monday before the schedule gets more difficult, Nebraska-Omaha. They'll be a big favorite in that game. Ken Palm has them favored by 30 points. I mean, this is going to be, you would think, some some, uh, dominating performance in that one. And then Thanksgiving, things ramp up. You take on, in the first game down in Florida, they will take on Clemson, the more than likely uh, TCU. Though TCU took a loss and has not looked great here in the early season. Remember, that was a preseason top 15 team with Jamie Dixon's Horn Frogs. Hasn't been the same there. But the women's basketball team came in with a lot of hype. National Player of the Year preseason in Caitlin Clark, ranked number four. And I'll tell you, it felt on the surface to be a little bunch. I mean, you look at the top-end talent. You look at the South Carolinas, the Yukons of the world, and to think to Iowa to compete at that level. My concern continues to be something that has plagued Lisa Bluter teams, and even going back to the loss last year to Creighton in the NCAA tournament, is on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, the, the men's basketball teams and the women's basketball program, I mean, they, they are married very similar. Great offenses and issues defensively, and that showed up again. Uh, the, the defensive effort that we've seen at times out of this team just is not good enough, I don't think, to be a top-five team nationally, and you see all that show up against Kansas State. But I watch a lot of women's basketball, call a lot of girls' basketball, and uh, one of my roommates at Iowa, his wife has been part of the women's program for a number of years, so it was fun to see her for years on the bench. And because of that close connection, I met Jan Jensen and Lisa Bluter, talked to them at the girls' state basketball tournament as I'm calling games on radio there. So they're a great group of people. They really are. And easy to root for if you're a Hawkeye fan. Also have a young daughter that is getting into basketball and having fun with it. So you have all those kind of components put together. But we uh, look at the matchup last night. One thing that I have noticed, we complain if you're just a men's basketball fan about officiating probably a lot. I maintain that 
refereeing basketball is the most difficult sport to officiate, to referee, whatever the case may be. Football, yeah, you can go holding on, on every play, but for the most part, pretty cut and dry. Baseball, it's a striker a ball, right? He's out or safe. Now, people mess it up. There's no doubt about that, but you have that component. Basketball, it is continually 50-50 calls. It is up to the interpretation of the referee, and one call can certainly swing a game. It wasn't one call, though. Down the stretch, the final five minutes of the game, as I got locked back in, had it on in the background, and, and really locked in for the last five minutes. Iowa gets out to a six-point lead at one point. Looked like they're going to find a way to get a road victory against K-State last night, and the whistle went against them. It's going to happen. It, it happens in any sport and certainly in basketball. They got a bad whistle down the stretch. It's not an excuse. Like This is a game, if you're a top-five team, you need to find a way to win. But the bigger concern that comes out of the game is on the final play of the game. Take the inbound, Caitlin Clark. They were face-guarding her. Kansas State did a really nice job down the stretch of keeping the ball out of her hands. And when she did get it, it making it incredibly difficult. Iowa, I loved what Lisa Bluter was doing. They are trying to get her in the post a couple of times, get her freed up that way. Just weren't able to get her the ball enough. But that aside, final play goes into her, loses her footing, turns her ankle, makes the pass. Cesano inside, gets fouled on her way up, but it was after the horn sounded and Iowa takes the yell. But you look at the injury. Now, Caitlin Clark, after the game, she was walking around. It was an ankle injury. Uh, you can see the turn if you watch the replay there. Even a limitation here. Even if Caitlin Clark is out there and she's going to gut it out and grind it out, but she's only playing at 70%, that is a huge concern with this team. They are built around her. And yes, she's a national player of the year, but also, you know, the depth component. It, it would completely change Iowa's ability to play if she has to miss any extended period of time. And, and most importantly, yeah, you got big games coming up. You the showdown with Iowa State coming up here in a couple of weeks. That's a huge one. There's big opponents still on the schedule. I was getting ready to head out to Portland. A possibility of seeing either, what is it, Duke or UConn in the championship game of the little four-gamer that is out there, Nike event. I mean, there, there's a lot going on. But you have to look big picture. And if this is something that Caitlin Clark, Clark tries to play through and it's a problem all season long, you're not going to hit your goals. So if it's as simple as sit her down for a couple of weeks, get all the work done to the ankle that you can, take the time off, keep her off her feet, don't play, don't work, don't practice, do those different things, because this is about March. This is about making a run in March. Regular season crown in the Big Ten, Big Ten Tournament Championship, we've seen that with this women's program. It's about advancing to a Sweet 16, to an Elite Eight, and maybe to a Final Four if the draw is right. To get there, the path might be a little bit more difficult if you're not a top two or three seed in the NCAA tournament. But to get there, you have to have Caitlin Clark at her absolute best. That's what you have to look at. That's the decision decision right now that the doctors and the staff are going to have to make something to keep an eye on. We'll be back with you tomorrow after the Iowa-Minnesota game. We will break things down on that front. What we see in the cold weather game. Hey, bundle up if you're making your way up north to the Twin Cities. Have a good time up there. Have a green belt for me and bring back the pig and a Hawkeye victory. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Again, for your second listen, check on Lockdown Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. YouTubers, hit that subscribe button. Help us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. We'll talk to you tomorrow after the Iowa game. Looking forward to it. Go Hawks.